0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Man Talks podcast. My name is Roger.
1: And I'm Connor Beaton, founder of Man Talks.
0: Today we have uh, Javon Langford. Javon's coming all the way down from LA. Javon has an incredible story to tell. He... um, he has created his own uh, organization and legacy around building better men at a young age in this world. Connor, why not you fill in a little bit more because you know him best.
1: Yeah. So basically, Javon's mission right now is to work with uh, teenage kids that um, you know maybe can't uh, afford to have the experience of, of working with a mentor, uh, and he provides that space. So they go into you know schools and work with 200 you know kids, teenage boys, uh, and really you know give them the experience of doing sports and working with mentors in in marketing and business and and athletes it's it's a very very cool company um so this podcast is going to be all about masculinity um you know growing up as a as a kid and and how to develop you know if you're a father how to develop your your sons um and more so much more so check it out
0: all right without further ado mr javon langford Awesome. So, Jovan, welcome to the Mad Talks podcast. Well, before we get started, we always like to build a little context for our listeners. Why don't you let us all know uh, what it is that you do? What are, you know? How do you describe uh, what it is that you do?
2: Man, I've, I'm kind of a, one of those guys where a slasher. I do this a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But my focus primarily is digital media. Uh, my background is in uh, entertainment, and so former model actor, um, now behind the camera as a creative director and digital storyteller. I own a uh, full-service boutique digital agency in L.A. We work with single-personality brands, and we support them in creating unforgettable digital content. Outside of that, I also have a foundation in L.A. uh, called Mentors, Making Major Moves. It's a 501c3 for-purpose organization where we expose inner-city and foster boys to the worlds of arts and entertainment, entrepreneurship, uh, academia, and uh, leadership. Um, and it's a pretty phenomenal organization. All the boys who go through our program, they're furnished with a mentor, really just stepping into creating deep and meaningful mentor relationships for for young men.
1: Awesome, awesome. That's that's pretty incredible. So why why are you passionate about that? Like, why is that something that you are committed to bringing into the world?
2: I, I truly believe that a lot of the issues um, that we're challenged with as people in this world come from our men. They come from dysfunctional men, and dysfunctional men were once boys. And so I feel like if we can get to the root of any issue... Um, then we can really make an impact, uh, a great impact. And I really believe uh, a big piece of my legacy, my my personal legend here is to really redefine what it means to be a man. Um, Why I'm working with foster youth specifically because it speaks to my story. I I grew up in in a household where my father passed away at four years old. He had leukemia and my mother was a drug addict. And so I was raised in the foster care system. And so going through high school, luckily I was with an amazing uh, foster family uh, with my sisters and, and my grandmother of mine. She did a phenomenal job of raising me. Um, But I ended up turning to sports in um, in high school and then ended up signing a modeling contract at 17. So being exposed to sports and entertainment really transformed my ways of being and the way I thought and how I showed up as a person and realizing how big I am in the world and how small I am at the same time. So it just really gave me a great perspective on life. And so I really wanted to create a platform for young men to not only have access to mentors, but access and exposure to things that were going to give them a perspective on how they can, you know, proceed in a positive light. Yeah. That's, that's, that's amazing.
0: An, that's an incredible, uh, incredible story you have. Um, I'm curious, you know, you, you know, when someone loses their their father or when a man loses his, you know, his father at such a young age, you know what sort of impact does that have on you? Or and at that at, at that age, do you even realize how big of a loss that is not having having that man in your life?
2: You know, I'll start with the second half of your question. It takes a long time, I think, for some people. To realize what it is not to have a father and how it impacts him, I didn't know at, at twenty seven years old i didn't know just a few years ago how that truly impacted me and how it's influenced you know my mannerisms, how it's influenced my my self esteem my self worth conversations it's a huge deal, and I think we're told don't worry about it he, your dad's not here, whether it was from abuse, whether it's from yeah. drugs, whether it was tough up be a man toughen up, be a man put your big boy boots on. And so for me, I was told my dad died, you know, there's nothing we can do about it. Um, but we're here for you. And I had family and friends and, and uh, mentors who kind of showed up, but I, I went through this amazing program, um, recently, um, about a year, but a little over a year ago and it truly really transformed my life and it gave me some perspective on how it really impacted me. And, um, and one of the exercises what I realized it was the first time I acknowledged my father's physical absence but in that same moment, within that week, I realized his his spiritual presence and how my father's always been with me. And so I just really reframed the story so I wasn't a victim anymore, which is what I'm, I'm committed to teaching that, you know, because a lot of men who are walking around, these, these young boys who have become broken men because of not having a dad, because of ha- not having a mom or because of circumstances um, beyond their control. Um, but it impacts us in a lot of different ways. And it makes you go out and drink and, and have, you know, sex with, with people you have no business having sex with and doing drugs. And. Just being promiscuous, and we think that ex- things outside of us are going to heal us. And what I learned in that process is that nothing externally can heal me internally.
0: You, you just mentioned, uh, you know, the word "victim." I'm wondering if you can kind of unpack that a little bit more. That's that's fascinating. You you use that word?
2: Absolutely. It's a. I think it's a, it's a common term used in the um, the self development uh, arena. Um, and a victim is just when you are when you're not senior to your circumstances. So we all have circumstances we can choose to um to be a victim to them and to be a victim is to to allow it to control our lives, allow it to influence the decisions we make. Or you could be a victor, you can be a champion, and you can be a senior to circumstances and and just reframe it. Okay, my car got into an accident. It's okay, I'm still alive. Um I can't pay my bills, but I have a house. I you know, it's just reframing the story so that we're empowered by them and not disempowered. And um that's it's a huge, huge difference.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. I think you know what what you just talked about there's a quote by um a 19th century philosopher named uh Frederick Douglass i don't know right. do do you know Frederick Douglass
2: absolutely yeah
1: and he says uh it's it's easier to build Strong children than it is to repair broken Mm men. And, you know, I think that that, that just rings very true here. You know, I think that, I think there's a lot to be said to that. Like it's, it's not that we should give up. Like, you know, it's not to say that the men that are out there that are struggling that are in their twenties and in their thirties and then their forties and fifties. It's not that they're broken. You know, if they're out there causing shit and, you know, doing drugs and, and acting all promiscuous and shit like that. It's not that they're broken. It's just that they were never really taught properly. You know, Mm -hmm. and they were never really given the space of that, that, you know, I was fortunate. I came from the other end of the spectrum where I had two dads Mm. Um, and, you know, my, my parents were divorced when I was three and they both remarried other people. And so I ended up having two moms and two dads. And I had a very stark contrast between, you know, my stepfather who was just sort of like this dominating alpha male. And Mm. then my, my dad, who was like this very, um, kind, nurturing, um, father who like really kind of embodied like the softer side of, of what, you know, a a man could be. And Mm -hmm. so I kind of got to see both avenues and, you you know, I, I think it's very true that we have an opportunity and I love what you're up to because it's really giving, Kids giving young boys that space that otherwise would not have the opportunity to go in and experience these things and learn these things and kind of step into manhood, you know, cause I think a lot of boys actually miss out on that. There's like this transition that we used to have like built into our tribes. Right. Um, you know, hundreds of years ago that just isn't there anymore. Right. And, you know, so a, a young guy now looks for that transition into manhood through going out and getting laid. And that's mm-hmm. supposed to, that's supposed to like embody them being a man. Now it's like, oh, I got laid and I'm a man, except that doesn't actually fulfill that transition, you know. And, and some Absolutely. guys some guys don't don't have sex for the first time until they're like 18, 19, 20. Um, mm. and, and that, that transition was already supposed to happen, you know, long before that. And so they're kind of like lingering in this boy phase for a long time. Right. So
0: And it's even tougher to do that uh, you know, on your own, you know, yeah, you sure. somebody there to help you along the path, which is which is why what you're doing is is so incredible. Oh,
1: Giovanna, I'm, I'm just curious, like, you know, we, we talk about, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of talk about dysfunctional men right now and there's out in out in sort of like public media and, and mainstream content. There's a lot of, there's a lot of focus in on like, you know, guys are the problem. They said, so we sort of have like the super feminists that are like, everything in the world is wrong because of men. And if, and if, again, if guys just like got their shit together, then the world would be a better place. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like the counter to that. I, my perspective is that I think that guys are doing a lot of things right and that it's, it's people like yourself and people like us that have created man talks that are creating a space for something different where men are allowed to evolve and become better. Um, but I'm, I'm curious, like, what is your favorite part about being a guy? Cause I think we talk a lot about, you know, the native aspects of being a man. What is mm-hmm. like your freaking favorite part?
2: Wow, that's a great question. The best part of being a man, I truly believe, in my in my own experience, I know that I'm born a leader. I was born a leader. I'm, I'm meant to lead masses of people. Um, I'm, I'm cre- I was born to create content and conversations and community um, for people to break through their challenges. And now I'm learning that that's that focus more specifically is men. But as a man, what I what I really appreciate and I really enjoy is the ability to to lead others. I love that because women look to men, boys look to men, the world looks to men in a lot of different ways. And that's why we feel pressured because it's, it, you know, historically the man has led the tribe, the man has led the company the men has led the business, the family. And so I really am appreciating and embracing the responsibility that comes with, with that.
1: Very cool. Very yeah. cool. So what is your sort of like definition of leadership?
2: Man, I would say, one of my I'll start with one of my favorite quotes one of my favorite quotes is by John C Maxwell and he says he who calls himself a leader and has no followers is only taking a walk <laughs> and i love that quote because you you have to as a leader it's your responsibility to take what's in your head and to place it in the hearts of those around you yeah you know for for example I, one of my visions was uh, more recently is to to lead these boys into manhood, to, to create a path to teach young men how to become, how to become a man. And it became in the form of a workshop that's now turned to a national tour. And this is, this was so big, it was so heavy on my heart, but I didn't know how to create a tour, how to reach out to schools, how to create a platform, how to create a developmental workshop. But I reached out to people. And sometimes it's important as a leader to know who to follow before you lead. And I I think um, that's been a big piece of, 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 why i know this is a big part of my story and why i'm truly here as a leader
0: and are you able to share some of the success that you've seen so far with with some of these guys
2: absolutely Um, i have a young man that i that i mentor Um, i I connected with him probably about three years ago and um we we've been working together for for quite some time and uh just give some context uh he's probably i think he's 22 years old i met him when he was about 18. And um, when I first connected, I met him through a, a different organization when I was mentoring. And I remember being back. Let's rewind this real quick. I was in college. A mentor of mine came and visited me on campus. And he, I was having a hard time on, on campus at school. And he brought me over to a railing that overlooked the green um, at the school. And he told me to put my hand on the railing. And he said, this is the appreciation rail." And every time you feel unappreciative, I want you to come here because you have so much to be grateful for. You have your health, you're a college athlete, and you've, you've got a good academic uh, background, and your family's here for you to, for support. You have so much to be thankful for. And that was a place that I visited often. Now we fast forward back just a few, few years ago when I met my young mentee, his name is Min, and I connected with him and he was on campus, he was a freshman at UCLA and kind of had the same moment with him. I brought him over to a railing in the school and he was having a hard time. He grew up in a Christian household and so he was having a hard time on campus connecting with the other kids. And I said, Min, this is a railing, this is called the appreciation rail. And uh, I, had, I put on this whole big old speech and at the end he said, uh, thanks, Javon, and kind of nodded his head. I was like, wow, maybe he didn't get it or maybe it wasn't for him. And I kind of was discouraged when I left. Fast forward three weeks, I get an email, and it's a picture of him taking a selfie on the railing, holding his hand, and he said, hey, I just wanted to let you know that I visited the Appreciation Rail today, and what you said really landed for me, and I understood it much better today than I did when you told me. So it's moments like that that, you know, it's it's really mentorship and leadership for me are one and the same, and what I believe that's missing for men is that we call each other out way more than we call each other forward. And that's the difference. It's a completely different conversation.
1: Yeah, I think leadership is one of like my it's one of my jams. It's one of the (laughs) yeah. What
0: do you you think? It's
1: one of my things. It's one of the things that I just I, I love so much. Like I've I've done a lot of you know I've been in a lot of like leadership positions and done a lot of studying and done a lot of public speaking around leadership and it's something that I really love and I I love the idea that you know what you just what you just said about you know guys are more prone to call each other out than call each other forward. And I I think one of the essences of leadership is, yeah, you know what? Every once in a while you give people that, that feedback right between the eyes and you do call them out because sometimes people need to be called out and they appreciate it. But one of the biggest things that one of the biggest differentiators between a a manager and a leader, and this goes for like, you know, uh, just a, a colleague or a mentor is that concept of being able to call them forward of, of being able to say, Hey, you know i see that there's an opportunity here let me help you actually take a step towards your greatness actually take take a lean in to what is possible for you in your life and that is true leadership
0: it's also what good you know good coaches do
1: yeah absolutely
0: and joan Ju- Ju- what is what does success look like with these guys i mean what, how do you know that that you know you're um, you're leading them down that right path what sort of feedback do you get
2: you know i probably during the week I get probably anywhere from like five to seven emails from a lot of the guys that I work with um, on the tour. I give them my you know, contact information, my number, my emails. Um, they have access to to all my social media. They follow me. I follow them back. I get a lot of personal messages and phone calls from these guys um, asking for advice and support. Um, guys who have d- decided to go to college. I have guys who um, who quit smoking, quit drinking. I've got guys who. You know, we're making poor decisions and we're in gangs, decided to leave. Um, uh, just just a lot of success stories, uh, personal, uh, with family dynamics. And, and um, it, it's been really phenomenal to be able to hold space for somebody and for them just to say, I don't want to be this anymore. I want to do this now. How do I do this, Javon? And just being there. And a big part of it, honestly, is just showing up, Roger. Is just showing up if If more men showed up, I think there'll be fewer boys down i think that's that 's really the challenge it 's not really having to do anything. People think that you know from fatherhood to to from from uncles to brothers to cousins to any man who's listening to this podcast right now like it doesn't you don 't have to do anything sometimes just being there just showing up physically yeah. is more than enough
0: for 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 about six years i I worked with the the big brothers program and i, I had a i had a little guy that i that I uh, I was with, and I remember my first couple months saying to myself, you know, I think this kid's bored. I think he's, you know, he uh, he 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 just seems like he's not having fun, and and you know, yeah, I started to get a little self conscious, and eventually I I, t- I talked to his mom and I said, listen, I think I'm I'm I don't know if I'm the right match. Like I, he just seems really bored, and he says, no no no, you know, don't worry about that. He you know he he'll be fine. I says, but like really, you know, he, and she stopped me. And she says. You know what? It doesn't matter what you do with him. Just the fact that you're showing up every week and you guys are spending time together is all that matters. Because he's he's lived with nothing but men walking out of you know my life and his life, and and just the fact that you're there means means uh, means everything.
2: Yeah. It, it, the conversation that's in their head is, "You care enough about me to show up." Just the fact that somebody cares enough about me to show up for me. It means the world. And it's, it's, it's truly, Roger, it's really, it doesn't have to be really more than one conversation. But think about this for a moment. Think about one conversation you've had with a friend or a boss or a colleague that completely transformed your ways of thinking. That it just really sets you on a different path. That if it wasn't for that conversation, you wouldn't have made this decision, that beget this decision, that beget this decision, that got you to this position. It's really one conversation that changes the game for anybody. And so it's not something that has to happen every day. A mentor could be someone who shows up for you once a month, you know, twice a year. It doesn't have to be an annual thing or, uh, or you know, a scheduled thing. It's just really just pouring out and focusing out on those and, and empowering people.
0: And, and, do you, and do you set those boundaries with these guys ahead of time and, and let them know what sort of time you're going to spend with them and what sort of time they need to be spending with you? And, or is it, is it quite organic?
2: It's definitely organic. And in the beginning, um, definitely, I think some people, depending on their backgrounds, I had a young kid I was working with, and he'd call me every day. And I I had to have a conversation with him, let him know that I'm here for him. Um, And there's different ways that we can do this. And and we can talk, we can, you can email me, you know, we can Skype, um, I can come pick you up every once in a while. But I definitely creating boundaries is very important. It's not just for our relationship, but so that he knows that's how he show up in other relationships, you know?
1: Right. I think one of the one of the things that i'd love to to talk on is this idea of mentorship and um you know how people can get involved and I think for a lot of guys they're they're not too sure like you know, what's, what's in it for them. And I'm just going to be very blunt <laughs> with mm-hmm. that is that, you know, a lot of the guys are like, I'm not too sure what's in it for me. If I go and mentor people, um, I would love for you to talk a little bit because I've experienced this and and Roger's experienced this, but I would love for you to talk a little bit about what you personally get out of this experience of mentoring other people, because I think that in itself is, is really a call to action. Like what do you get out of uh, mentoring these kids?
2: Mm, well, what I've learned first and foremost, is that the getting is in the giving. And the more I give, Connor, the more I receive in life, in business, in opportunities. It's just, it's a law of the universe. Um, You know, mentorship is something that I don't do for anything. I do it because it was done for me. It's 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 a paying forward process. It's a virtuous cycle. If you step into it and you focus out your energy onto somebody else, the impact that you create in someone's life and, and to see how it just a little bit of doing the little things to produce results in someone's life, how it impacts them for the rest of their lives and just sets them on a great track. It's so fulfilling for me. And it's not something that I look to, to receive. It's not, it's not about receiving. It's about, it's about giving. Nice. Nice yeah yeah, that's good that's a very good distinction
0: let's uh yeah. let's turn the the camera on you a little bit more here <laughs> camera the camera the camera <laughs> all right because <laughs> he's a model it was a joke <laughs> <laughs> um what are some of your core beliefs and 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 you know you know what are what are the things that you believe in and how perhaps how has that evolved over the years
2: it, just personally just personal beliefs philosophies well i truly believe that One of my philosophies is that the hardest lesson for any, we'll say, man to learn um, is the one that he was born to teach others. So if your greatest challenge, for example, I'll use myself for examples. My greatest challenge has been growing up in a household uh, with all women and not ever feeling man enough was truly a big challenge. I had a big issue connecting with men, maintaining eye contact. Um, And now that I've broken through that conversation through therapy, through developmental workshops, through coaches, um, through tons of trainings and intensives and weekend intensives, um, I've now broken through the story that, you know, if no one's going to hurt me or leave me, there's is stories that I had to reframe about my life. And now that I'm living on the other side of that, now I'm holding space for men to break through their stories. And so I truly believe that, that whatever that challenge is, whatever, whatever that, that shame or that guilt or that thing that's really holding you back, that's keeping you up at night, and waking you up early, you get to work through that as a person. We're here to, to solve that issue, that challenge, so that you position yourself to teach others to break through it as well.
0: And you're, I mean, you're, and you're living proof of that. Uh, is it the same way with the other guys on tour with you? Have they all come from the same past?
2: Different paths. And that's the beauty of of what we're doing here. The the, the workshop has now turned to a national male teen empowerment tour called The Mentor. And we've got an amazing team of people and we have similar backgrounds from all over the country, uh, different nationalities, different heights, different weights. Um, It's it's a phenomenal cast of guys who are really doing some incredible things um, in their own personal lives. But they've come to the table. And what I've learned is going into a room with 250 male teens and teaching them about personal development and uh, uh, social, emotional skills, um, and to stand in their power and about bullying and, and how that doesn't s- solve anybody and is a deeper issue. Um, what I've learned is that maybe I can relate to 25%, maybe 20% of the guys in the room, but there are other guys who can really relate to TJ, who's from Iowa and had his mom and dad in his life. There's guys in the room who can really uh, you know, relate to Arthur, who comes from an Asian background and had a challenge you know, with pressure from his father to, to really to excel academically. Maybe the other guys can relate to Tyree who grew up in foster care as well, but his parents were in the picture. So like, it's important that we are giving them a really great, great exposure to unto, unto that there are other people out here like me. Hmm. Cool. Yeah.
0: And, and what, yeah. what does that tour look like? I mean, you know, if, if you come to my, my town, what's the, what's the, uh, what, what does the day, the day look like?
2: Oh man, it's phenomenal. It's a a half a day experience where we come in with our amazing team of guys who come out and it's basically a developmental workshop. Um, It's about three hours. Uh, We work with up to 250 kids per workshop and we bring them through an amazing journey. We've got exercises and activities that we bring them through. It's hands on. Um, The boys that go through the experience, they come in kind of competitive, kind of suspicious and they leave as brothers. Um, some of the activities, for example, we have we have an activity that's called uh, ABC, it stands for Adversities, Beliefs, and Consequences, and we, we kind of have the boys in a circle and we kind of bring them through and have them share one of their greatest challenges as a, as a boy, as a male teen. What, what, are your, what are your challenges? And they're very vulnerable, uh, but we really establish a safe space. So what's shared in that room, when it's something about being in a room with all men, with all masculine energy, that really, something really special happens in that time, and so they share then we kind of bring them through the journey of like, what is your belief about this adversity? You know, for example, my mom is abusive. Okay, what is your belief? She doesn't love me. Okay, what is the consequences? What are the prices that you're paying as a result of believing that? And then we help them to reframe it so that they are not disempowered, but they're empowered by their story. That they're not uh, victims, but they're victors to their story. And so it's pretty powerful stuff.
1: Very cool. It sounds like, it sounds like this is something that definitely inspires you. So, you know, on that, on that kind of note, what are some of the other things that, that inspire you, that, that give you the, the life to do all this work,
2: man, I, I, my, I have an amazing tribe of friends. I have some pretty people, pretty phenomenal people in my life, pretty people and pretty phenomenal people (laughs) (laughs) in my life, um, who really hold me high who speak life into me, who call me forward. I really am very, very uh, grateful to have the phenomenal friends that I have. I mean, individuals like yourself, Connor, who I'm I'm just blessed to have you as a friend and someone who I call a mentor, um, a confidant and who's, who's really crushing it at life and really committed to doing some really big things, not for yourself, but for the world. Um, and as a result of that, I, I just, I, I know that I'm in great company. I think a big part of, of life is to, br- to really know what you're running from, know who you're running with and then where you're running to. And I'm just very happy and very grateful to, to know that I'm running with amazing people, and that I have a vision and I know what I, I truly believe in this moment to be my legacy is really male empowerment.
1: Yeah, very cool. I think I I love that idea because I think a lot of people, like when they talk about inspiration, they talk about books or ideas or concepts or, you know, some of these other less tangible things in the world. And, you know, the, the people that are in my life are the ones that inspire me too. And I think that that's, that's a really solid message, you know, for the people that are out there listening. Um, you know, it's the 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 people that you surround yourself with should be the ones that inspire you, and if they don't light you up, then they're darkening their life. And I think that's mm-hmm. the that's that's one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is that you can either surround yourself with with people who elevate you or who are doing the opposite. And mm-hmm. you know, the more that you get insight into surrounding yourself with incredible people, um, the more that you just the, the more that you just want that energy, right? And, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's only going to elevate your life. It's only going to make your life better. So I, I love that idea. So thanks for sharing that. For um, sure. <clears throat> what do you, you know, you're, you're in, you're in this realm of masculinity and you're in this realm of being a man, um, and what it means to be a man. So I'm curious, like, what is your take on what it means to be a man in today's society, especially in North America?
2: I love it. I love it. This is kind of a big piece of the, the workshop and kind of some of the men that I coach, we talk a lot about this. And really, you know, there's there's being a man, Connor, and then there's being good at being a man. Right. Let's dig deeper into that. So being a man, what does it mean to be a man? It's different for everybody. We have different backgrounds. We grew up in different environments. But being a man is the characteristic trait. So like the honor, the loyalty, um, the the charisma. Right. And then being good at being a man, according to society, it's the competition. It's the, the action, the aggression. It's the, uh, the results. It's about having things, the, the, the tangible things, the material things. And so we talk a lot about this in the workshop, and I love it because I don't think our focus should be on that. Our focus should be on what are we aiming towards as a man? As in, uh, you as a man, what are you aiming towards? You know, Roger as a man, what is he aiming towards? Myself as a man, what am I aiming towards? And when I say aim, I mean this. Aim stands for authenticity integrity and maturity. That's what a man is. A man is someone who is authentic with himself, with his story, with his journey, who, who stands in his power and is very clear communicator. It's so clear that he invites other people to drop into that space as well. A man has integrity. He says what he means and he means what he says at, at any point in time. And if he can't complete something, or he can't do something that he's, he voices that as well. And then, lastly, is maturity. Is like there are a lot of things that are going to happen in our life, a lot of circumstances we're going to have to deal with in family, in a relationship, personally. And if we can be mature about them, that's a man is mature about his decisions, his choices, and, and the action that he takes in his life, uh, because he knows that it impacts not only himself but those around him. Yeah. And so for me, that's what a man truly is.
1: I love it. I love it. I think, you know, like one of the one of the biggest ways. One of the biggest ways that men can give away their power is mm. by not speaking the truth. You know, I I, f- I found that in in every situation, in every guy that I've ever worked with, anybody that I've ever talked with, you know, in my own personal experience, every single time, you know, for, I'm, I'm sure that this is the case for like the people that are listening out there, too, is that every single time a man feels like he's not in his power, it's because mm. there's something in his life he's not talking about and i love this idea you know people are often like oh what is integrity like how does it show up in your life well integrity is being real with yourself and knowing that if there's something that that you're withholding from the people around you especially the people that you love the most you are out Mm -hmm. of integrity and you're giving your power away and that's why you probably feel like crap or you you know you don't you don't feel confident or charismatic like you normally do is because you're withholding something you know Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. so
1: yeah i mean what uh what advice would you have for people that are out there that maybe you know have something that they feel like they need to talk about but but are are kind of like withholding cuz i think one of the biggest challenges that a lot of men face is being able to have the community to feel comfortable with going and opening up with some of the stuff about whether it's, you know, their, their past, their families, their girlfriend, their work. Um, and then how do they go about it? Like, you know, do they just reach out to guys like us or, or, you know, do they build that community for themselves?
2: I love that question. I, I truly believe that our strength as men is in vulnerability. We are most powerful when vulnerable period. There's, there's no other conversation to have when you're vulnerable, when you drop into a space where you speak your truth, when you take all those things that you're shameful, whether it was abuse, whether it was um, you, you maybe have raped or molested somebody, you made a poor decision, you got drunk, DUI, whatever that thing is, there's, there's always that one thing that's holding us back that we're shameful of, right? And so whatever that thing is right now, if you can take that and you can rip it out of the dark, if you rip it and you put it in the light, it has no power, Our greatest challenges, our greatest shame has so much power in the dark. It literally drives our life. It drives our decisions and it shows up in every area of our lives. And if we continue to allow it to to control us, then we're never going to have what we came for in this life. You're never going to find your mission or your vision for this world. You're never going to be able to leave a legacy because you're literally robbing every person you meet because you're not showing up fully. And so it's really important. This is what I talk talk a lot about this when when I coach my clients It's so important for you to truly share your truth and to find that one person who you truly trust and hold space. Because when you drop into a vulnerable space with somebody, you say, listen, Connor, you know, I'm really going through some stuff right now. And I feel like I can't talk to anybody, but I really want to just create a moment that, you know, because I really trust you and I really believe you. And I, I need to get this off my chest because it's really controlling me. It's really hurting me. And it's creating a homeless place inside of me. And so I, 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 c- can, you, can I trust you with this information? And if they say yes, go there. Because you know what? Life is about risk. And if we don't take risks, then we miss out on so many things. And, and risking is really just putting yourself in a position for something that you feel you may not deserve. Some people don't feel like they deserve personal freedom. Some people don't feel like they deserve love or to be listened to. So if I can encourage any man who's listening to this podcast take risk. I have taken so many risks in my life. I, I, it's, I'll share right now uh, on this podcast I for a long time I was embarrassed that my mother was a drug addict. I never I never spoke about her. I never told anybody about her because I thought people would make fun of me. I thought people would think that I was you know a certain way or I was a certain person. you know my dad died. I never talked about my dad. you know as a child, I experienced sexual abuse as well. It's something I never spoke about. I thought they're going think they're gonna think that'm I'm, I'm gay or they're gonna think that I'm this or that not that it is bad or wrong. But there's a, there's a stigma that comes with men who have experienced abuse. And so I, I am, it is my goal, it is my mission to become fluent in vulnerability because what happens in my life, Connor, as a result of being vulnerable from coming from that place, I have gotten twice as much money. I have traveled the globe. I have met the most phenomenal people. People email me, call me, text me. I've gotten coaching clients as a result of being on podcasts and stuff. But the good stuff is in the vulnerable spaces. That's where the good stuff lives, especially and specifically for men.
0: And being vulnerable is is like a it's like a muscle you gotta you gotta work it out you gotta give it give it attention.
2: Absolutely, yeah.
0: Obviously, yeah, you know, role models and mentors are a big part of success. Uh, you, you know, you're, we know that you're a believer in that. Who is that figure for you? Who who is that that big uh, mentor in your life?
2: man i've had I've had so many incredible people show up I, I call them temporary angels they just uh right when I needed them they kind of just swoop in and take me under their wing um, but probably the most prominent person um, I could think of in this moment was um I call him pops His name is Michael Legace, and um, I met him in high school um probably junior high actually seventh grade and I was in football practice really discouraged because I was kind of a tall skinny kid and got picked on a lot in high school and so Uh, I was walking down the hill on my way home, and he pulled up because a friend of mine was was a friend of mine's father. He said, you want to ride, kid? And I got in the back seat, and uh, he could see I was discouraged. And um, he said, if you ever want to talk, you know, let me know. And I was like, yeah, okay. And probably a week later, he gave me another ride. I got in the car before my friend did, and he asked me, you know, what's going on? And I shared, and he said, hey, I'm going to pick you up and take you to dinner. And for the last 12 years of my life, 14 years of my life, he has been there for me, thick and thin. And what a mentor for me, you know, he's redefined what it meant to be a mentor. And a mentor is a no matter what. Somebody who shows up no matter what it looks like, no matter what you look like, what you're going through, celebrates you with the victories and really encourage you when, when things are not going right. And he's a phenomenal guy. He's taught me how to manage credit cards. He's taught me to believe in a higher spirit, a higher God. And he's taught me, most importantly, how to develop a relationship with myself and how to love myself and to really Pour into me because I'm no good to anybody unless I am really overflowing with happiness and, and I'm in a good headspace. Love it, love it, love that idea. Um, yeah, love it, love it, <laughs> love that. It. Love, it a love it. button.
1: Yeah, you can you can clearly like clearly tell that i yeah. I sound like I'm dying. Um,
0: <laughs> love it,
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, cool man. Well, we need we need to start wrapping up here soon, but you know I, I think you've you've dropped some really epic um golden nuggets in in terms of like masculinity some and beauty bombs. yeah some beauty bombs um some man bombs which yeah, are man bombs. Like not, yeah man bombs not yeah that's <laughs> that's probably a poop ref there's probably a poop joke in there somewhere um but you know i think you you you've dropped some really great like golden nuggets for our listeners and i i think that's that's fantastic and you know one of the things that i would love you to leave us with is we you know we talk about legacy sometimes um, here on Man Talks a lot of the time. And I think that legacy is a huge part for men. Like what man doesn't want to leave a legacy on the world, you know? And I think for all the guys that are out there listening, it might be something that's like in the back of their mind. Um, I know for quite a long time, I- I've actually always been like this legacy-driven person. It's it's always something that I've, I want to leave an impact no matter whether I meet somebody for five minutes or for five hours or they're in my life for five years. I want to leave an impact on people and I'm, I'm curious as to what you want your legacy to be in this world. Mm,
2: I want them to say that Javon Langford redefined what it meant to be a man. That's what I want my legacy to be. I want them to know that I really broke through my greatest challenges and I did so with the intention of teaching people how to do the same so they could live and experience personal freedom. But I want it to be about men. I really want, because I think that with an empowered man, we have empowered women. And with an empowered woman, nothing in this world is not possible. Anything can happen, but it starts with the men. And so I really want to, I really believe in the root of the issue, getting to the root. And so that's why I'm, I'm really passionate about the mentor and really supporting these young boys and teaching them um, what it means to be a man and, and, and how they can step into it no matter what it looks like. Um, and and creating platforms and creating content and, and coaching um, those who are really willing and ready and able to really take their lives on because there's so much available to us. If we can just really detach ourselves from the stories that are not serving us. Nice.
0: Wow. Wow. Javon, that was uh, that that was absolutely incredible. I, I feel like we're, I feel like we're just full of all sorts of uh, amazing, uh, amazing stuff that you've just dropped on us. Uh, you know, before we go, we always like to ask our guests, what's one thing that you're really excited about these days that you want the listeners to know about? What's something you want to, you know, want to get out there?
2: I, I'm not excited about this. I'm like crazy out of my mind about this, about, YouTube and creating digital content and videos for people because we're in a digital age. So my YouTube channel, I am putting tons of content up there coming up at the end of this year and all of next year. We got some cameos from some phenomenal people in the digital space who are doing some great things, but I'm going to put my foot and my elbow in this content and really give and create tons of value. So I want to encourage the listeners to go check it out and subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's called Thought Life. T H O U G H T L I F single E, Thought Life, the vlog series on YouTube. Uh, we do weekly videos. Um, and if you don't mind, I, it's something that's really resonating with me. I wrote something recently I wanted to share with the listeners, and it's about leadership. It, it really talks to and speaks to what we were sharing there. I wanted to share a poem with you guys, if you don't Absolutely. mind. Far away. It's called The People Who Go First. We are the people, the ones on the hunt with heart-shaped bruises, scars, and bumps, long years of darkness, just flashes of light. We are the people who lead with delight. We are the people, no run of the mill. We own the night, barefooted thrills, broken compass, we trust our gut. We are the people who lead from the front. We are the people, the ones in the books, who live for the stuff in the crannies and nooks. Dangerously devoted, we saunter with form, we are the people who lead through the storm. Yes, we are the people, the ones who go first. Glasses half-filled, we quench our own thirst. More than committed, we master the game. Yes, we are the ones. You'll remember our name. We are the people. That's that's a huge part of legacy, is being the person who steps into their power who goes first, who's authentic, who's vulnerable, and really is here to pour into the lives of others, knowing that it's not about them. Legacy is knowing that this life is not about me, that I'm being used for something much greater. I'm here to leave an impact, a footprint uh, that is going to teach people to continue on and to live their lives to the fullest potential.
1: Awesome.
0: It's a big, it's a big footprint and it's, it's truly inspiring. Um, we'd love, it'd be great if we could put that, that poem up on the website or, or link to it on your website. We'll, we'll deal with that all through the show notes. Um, absolutely. Speaking of the website guys, uh, you can go to mantalks.com for more podcasts, blog posts, and any videos of our events, which are going to be going live soon. Uh, Javon Langford, thank you so much for this time. It was absolutely incredible. Um, for those that, uh, that that like these sorts of interviews and like talking more about, uh, you know, incredible men, we'd love it if you can just give us, uh, you know, give us a heads up on, on some, some of the men that are out in the world that you want to see more of on the show. Re- reach out to us at info at mantalks.ca. And also we'd love it if you can uh, leave us a, a review on iTunes. Uh, it really goes a long way in getting the show out there more and more.
1: Golden stars, baby. Leave us the golden stars. Golden stars. All right, guys. Thank you so
0: much. Thank you so much for listening to the Man Talks podcast. Catch us next week for another inspiring conversation with an inspiring man.